We're live in three, two... Welcome in to Leather Brains. As always, your host, Slap Dog. And I am joined today by my good friends, Alan and Yeti. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this beautiful Wednesday evening? Man, it's a beautiful day when we got Alan in the house. Oh, it's been a minute since we've been on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, man. This is good, though. This is good. Everybody just, we should have recorded the 15 minutes prior to this where we just talked about home improvement projects. That probably would have been subscribed worthy content. Maybe we should just ditch the whole fantasy podcast and the whole NFL shtick and we just talk home <laughs> like home improvement projects. Honestly, we might have to charge people for those tips though. Because you gave so. us or you gave me some quality tips. That's true. true. That's just true. Yeah. So congratulations. You're our, our new homeowner Yeti. So we were talking about that. Gotta give you a shout yes. out and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um that's it. That's all we got. Alan and I got hammered this weekend and you bought a house. So I would say <laughs> things are going well for everybody. Win, win, win. Yeah. Gentlemen, today we got a lot to talk about. Actually, not a lot. There's, I'm going to be honest. There's not a lot to talk about. There's a little bit of drama that we will cover here in a little bit. There's maybe a new Netflix series that could pique some interest for some people. We're going to be playing Keep Trade Cut today. And we're not talking about the Keep mm-hmm. Trade Cut that Yeti and I have been doing the last couple weeks where we kind of focus on some, some running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. But we are going to be playing Keep Trade Cut, the game itself. So that means that somebody's going to have to get cut out who you're keeping and who you would trade away so we'll be playing that and then of course to round everything out we got questions from the brainiacs so we're going to answer that as well but before we do any of that of course as i mentioned we got to do the news so let's get down to business let's get down let's get down to business first piece of news and it is sad that this is news but this is where we are at in the off season for nfl football stefan diggs skipped mandatory mini camp yesterday ESPN reports he was present prior to the start of camp, but he left before it officially began. Did he say, F this, I want a McChicken, I don't want to work out today? Is he a drama queen? Is he uh, is he tired of being being tied to Josh Allen? What's going on here with Stefan Diggs? He, it was reported he was there today, but uh, was he trying to make <clears> a statement? They canceled tomorrow's minicamp, they came out and said. Somebody was saying they do that sometimes, but I feel like on the heels of all this, saying they just flat out cancel the day is kind of interesting as well. I wonder if it's toxic. Yeah, it's just yeah. Stefan. He's in the locker was, room just talking mad shit on the whole team. Right. It, it was interesting because the head coach came out yesterday, said he was very concerned about it or, or whatever, and then reports came out like an hour or two later that, oh, they had talked, everything's fine. He was actually in the building. <laughs> And then today, uh, the head coach talked again, and he said, oh, I'm not concerned about it. And Stephon Diggs was at practice. Like, Yeah. I com- I commented on Twitter. I wonder if Josh Allen's breakup with his girlfriend is hitting Stephon the hardest. Like, is he down bad because he doesn't know who to pick, mom or dad? Like, does, does he stay with with Josh, or does he go with his ex? Like, I don't I know. Just, Maybe that's what it is. I was just looking up Josh Allen's, uh, his, well, now his ex-girlfriend, Sheesh. Man, the, the cards are starting to stack up against Josh Allen, man. You know, he's Sheesh. on the Madden cover. He just broke up with his girlfriend. Like, I, Dude, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm going to pull up a picture of her so you all can see her. I don't think he was, like, hurting at the girlfriend position. 
I don't think he was hurting at all at the girlfriend position. I'm going to pull it up here. Um, she's she's pretty good looking. I know this is great podcasting for those that can't visually see it. <laughs> Everybody uh, Google her right look now. Look at her. Oh, my God. She's beautiful. Uh, I think I still uh, take Stefan Diggs over her. Would you? Yeah, I take you take Steph on digs over. Her name is Brittany Williams for all you perverts out there. Go give her a look. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just think Josh Allen – or uh, not Josh Allen. We kind of saw a little bit of this with the Vikings, right? Like before he ended up going on to – I won't say greener pastures because they haven't won a Super Bowl with him yet. But we'll say another pasture that's adjacent to where the Vikings have been. I, I don't know if this is just Steph on digs being an asshole I, or and they're trying to you know, because like Yeti, you said, like it, the reports were kind of misleading in some areas. So mm-hmm. are they just trying to push us under the rug and not get it any more media attention than it deserves? I don't know. Um, but Josh Allen, it's, or not Josh, I keep saying Josh Allen. Yeah. Stefan okay. Diggs needs to just shut the hell up and go play football, in my opinion. Um, what's interesting is at the end of that game against the Bengals, he was. Yeah. He was in some type of way. So yeah. whatever happened then that everybody tried to sweep under the rug, I feel like is still here now. They need maybe tomorrow they cancel the mini camp, but they're just doing a big group therapy session where everybody gets their feelings out on the table. Yeah, that might help. Maybe that's what they're doing. I didn't really look into this too hard either, but there are reports that Stefan Diggs' brother was assaulted over the weekend, like in an elevator. He got beat up. So I don't know if that could play a part into it, too. You know, obviously, like if my brother got beat up, I'd be a little like fuck football. Are, Are we reporting that Josh Allen beat up Stefan's brother? No, he because he was mad Stephon. about his breakup. <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit. We this gets crazy. Breaking news no here. Wonder. Yeah. yeah, no wonder. Uh, next piece of news here: Alvin Kamara. He is present at minicamp. However, his first court date will take place before primary training camp begins. I think this is something worth watching. I mean, it's worth noting. That's why we're telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Alvin Kamara, we're going to know before redrafts, you know, start for their drafting process. So it is certainly something to kind of be wary of. There is a chance that Alvin Kamara could get suspended and go to jail like that is an actual possibility. <laughs> so if that's the case, it's next man up. Kendra Miller being one of the running backs and the other one who is still there is um, Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams from the Lions last yeah. year. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I won't. I'm not going to hold my breath, but like I said, I don't know if you guys have anything else There's, you want to add there. I don't think he's going to jail. He's got good lawyers. He's got friends there that will take the fall for him. There's no way. Like, he might get a slap on the hand. The only thing that might hurt from a fantasy perspective is if he is implicated – if there's additional stuff that comes out, I don't know if the NFL can double down on anything for him. I think he kind of didn't. Did he serve time yet? Did he serve a suspension no, yet or no? no? Yet. So no. he could still hit, get hit with a suspension even sure. now. That would suck if he gets like a six gamer. Because now it's especially in redrafts. Now you just take him at the very end. You know, if you, if you can fill out your, the rest of your roster in that way. Um, but if he doesn't get anything, then obviously. OK, so let's say he doesn't get anything. He's good to go. Week one starter. What round in a redraft do you think you should be targeting him? I'm not excited about him. I think it's going to be more of a split backfield with Jamal Williams, in my opinion. I still, I still think Alvin Kamara is going to be the main threat, of course. But I think that we're going to see Jamal Williams get sprinkled in there a little bit more than than I would like from a guy who I want as a as an all down back, which he has historically been. Um, I don't know. I don't know where his ADP is at, but I mean, I I would I would stray from taking him as a top 10 running back. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, so Alvin Kamara currently in best ball formats. He is the 30th running back off the board. He's going in the 10th round. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's probably fine. <laughs> I'd take yeah, a dart throw. Obviously, on. like if he's he's gonna move up there if he does not get suspended. But even if he's floating around like the second or third round, I'm fading. No. Yeah. I don't think he should be a top fifteen running back off the board, in my opinion. That's insane. Yeah. I, does Derek Carr help him at all? Mm-hmm. Check Mr. Checkdown. My career's yeah, ugly I, head. I could see his targets potentially going up, but I like Slaps kind of alluded to. I'm worried about Jamal Williams there. And it's not like Jamal right. Williams got a little baby deal. He got a pretty good deal for how old he is right now. Um, and I think he could see a lot of that short yardage uh well, goal line work. Yeah. We got that, we got we got uh swoop here on the um who's listening says Kamara round three. Kamara round really? three. I, I'm not touching him there. So, just, I mean, it could work out. Like, there are a lot of, like, gray areas. Nothing that you can hang your hat on to say he's going to do it. But I could see the value in the unknown for some people, especially in redraft. Like, if you miss out on some top running backs and you're kind of like, uh, I need to take a flyer on somebody, I think um, – I think it's I think it's I think it's worth a look. So in the third? I don't I mean I'm not saying the third. He said the third. He's <laughs> saying he's also asking uh who do we have as the top three running backs? We might be covering that in our keep trade cut area as Ooh. far as the top three. So right, stay, stay tuned. Because yeah, there's a argue for one of these people. I do just want to say real quick, you know, Kamara in the third round would be interesting because we're seeing as of right now, we're seeing guys like Nick Chubb. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Pollard, Brees Hall, ETN, and Kenneth Walker all go in that range, which I would take all those guys over Kamara right now. Yeah, 100%. I think I would too, for sure. Kamara's yeah. just, even with the implications like going away, like let's say hypothetically yeah. like that happens, I'm still not, that certainly increases value, like you said, Yeti, and I do think that that is the case. Like he will go up from the 10th round. I agree. But I still don't know if I would take, like, Depending upon where his round is at, but like in a third round, I'm not taking him. Like that's just way too expensive for Alvin Kamara for me, because I don't think he finishes as a top ten back. So, uh, next piece of news here: Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi they split first team reps in day two of mini camps. This is kind of interesting because there was a lot of dr- dr- drama going on. I started there a little bit uh, over the Patriots just last year. Yourself? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you just um, remix. Yourself. Remix. Uh, yeah, I mean, Zappy, Zappy was kind of starting to steal some of the, uh, some game time there from Jones. At one point, the Patriots were chanting Zappy in the stadium. They both don't look great. Is Jones a locked in starter for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think so, man. He's, he's their first round pick and he's got what, like a year or two left on his contract. So he's, he's got to prove his worth at this point and they're kind of forced to play him financially. Um, I think they're with Zappy and Mac Jones taking snaps right now. I think it's just an indication of a new offense. They want to see how both of these guys look in the new offense and make sure that they're getting equal reps. Um, I'm not really concerned about Mac Jones starting. Um, I I just think that offense last year was it was doomed from the beginning with Matt Patricia, a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays for the first time. Like, come on, that's not doing your quarterback any justice. Sure. True. Do you think Patricia was like, 
well, this play would get stopped in a hurry. Let's call it. Let's see if they actually stop it. <laughs> like just playing chess with the defense, but the, in the worst way, just giving them little softballs to hit the whole time. It's what it looked like. Uh-huh. And I, I know the other piece of news that's on here is that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is visiting the Patriots. Yeah. And if he signs, that would be interesting. We have a new offense. I, I think to answer your question, Slaps, is that Mac Jones is the quarterback, like obviously looks more like the quarterback with that Belichick wants to play. So I think that's it. He's locked in. Do you think, and I, let me ask you boys this question. Do you think Mac Jones is a a guarantee for the next two to three years? You want me to take the reins on this, Alan? I'm going to say no. Like, I don't think so. I think if he shits the bet again in this offense, like the writing's going to kind of be it. Like, I'm going to say multiple systems, but yeah, three years is far. Obviously, if he doesn't perform this year, he's got a very short leash. But I do think having D hop in this offense would benefit him a lot. You know, we what talk if, about but what if D hop's not there? Hmm. They got Juju. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Juju and one knee. Yeah, right. No, I, I think Mac Jones will. He's still going to be their guy for a couple of years, two to three years. I'll give him that. I think if he doesn't, I think if he does not perform well this year, he is on very thin ice, especially with Patriots because like, or the Patriot fans, because they have just been so enamored with winning and they've done it for a long time and they've found success. And I think that this is just a byproduct of, Hey, you don't have Tom Brady anymore. So you're probably not going to be very good. But I also don't think Mac Jones is that great either. So I I don't know. I I think he if he doesn't perform this year, there's going to be some heads that are, that want to be uh, rolling on the ground. So from the fans, mm-hmm. Netflix they released their trailer. We're talking about quarterbacks. They released a quarterback documentary featuring three different quarterbacks this past season. So it's it's a uh, drive to survive style with F one racing. That's kind of like the uh, the style that they're doing with this thing. Um, really interesting, guys. They got three different quarterbacks. They got Patrick Mahomes, Kirk O'Chains, and Marcus Mariota. I saw the the trailer for it today, actually, and I'm pretty freaking excited for it. To be honest with you, I think it's going to be really really good and, and show a little bit more insight as to like the day in the life of a quarterback. And I kind of I I like the three that they chose because you have one that is arguably already one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. You have Kirk Cousins, who is a good quarterback. And then you have Marcus Mariota, who's like a, he just kind of floats around and is like a, not like a, a wonderful quarterback. So I think it's, it's going to give us like three different perspectives into their life, but also like their football life. So it's, it's kind of shows two different dynamics of them. I, I'm really excited for this. I am also very excited for this. Obviously, I want I want to see the ending with Pat Mahomes. Um, that'll be fun to watch. Um, I honestly, Wait, yeah, what? I'm honestly excited. I watching that trailer. The Mariota stuff was kind of interesting. Um, just seeing like how he's doing, and obviously he's not like at the top of his game. And we saw what happened with him at the end of the season. But I think that's all like super interesting because we have our perceptions around these players and what they go through week over week and what the grind that they have, but then you just get to see it, like how they're balancing everything. They obviously have their own lives. Um, and so I'm pretty excited. I'm excited to see Mariota for sure. I think that one's, that one's like super interesting to me. Yeah, I agree with you, Alan. I think seeing Mariota's perspective throughout the whole season is going to be really interesting because 
Um, Mariota is a guy who has had success. You know, when he played for Oregon, they went to the college football championship. He's won the Heisman. He started for Tennessee, started for a little bit with the Raiders, but he's kind of fallen off a cliff, you know, obviously after his spell in Tennessee. So it, I'm interested to see kind of his mindset going into games now or how he approaches the game. I'm excited for Kirk O'Chains, baby. I'm excited to see uh, that episode where he's wearing those chains on the plane. He gives us a little bit more of a background. Um, he's like a dad. I mean, I, I think, I don't know if uh, Mariota is, but the other two are. But, like, he's like a dad. Like, he's a, quite a bit older. Um, he's kind of a goofy dude. I'm excited to see the behind-the-scenes Kirk Cousins and get to know him a little bit better. So, But either way, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really, really cool. Um if you could replace one of these quarterbacks, though, with one that you would like to like follow and see behind the scenes, other than obviously the three guys that are listed, who you guys choose? I'm taking Jameis Winston, man. <laughs> so it, it was funny because I was thinking Jameis. about this. I saw this question in our notes, and I was thinking like, I want to see the life of a backup quarterback. And then I started thinking, oh, Jameis, yeah, fuck, he's <laughs> he's a backup quarterback. And he's just the most interesting guy that's played in the nfl in the past couple years that's a great pick um, that is a good one do you think he's as hyped as a backup because we didn't see many like videos of him but i wonder if he's still the same as a backup just in there yelling and eating (laughs) w's and like getting out doing those hip jerks that he was doing in practice and did you see the rap that he did or it was like a it wasn't a rap but it was kind of like a little rhyming speech that he did and at the end ryan fitzpatrick was just like hey man i think your speech was a little too long there <laughs> it was really funny i'll have to go Give find it the tug. alan who are you choose uh i i last season in a capsule i think geno smith would be super interesting mm. uh, to follow him going into seattle and the expectations because you know they're gonna cut it with like clips from espn or you know people talking about him and then that week one game going against russell wilson would be kind of neat to see his eyes open Mm -hmm. and then the whole year play out for him i like like that comeback story that feel good um and i think i think that would just be amazing to follow for last year that would be really cool i that i hadn't thought of gino either i i think i'm gonna take brock purdy i think that would just be a cool one (laughs) to watch the backup and just see like does he actually give a fuck? Like, is he like trying as as his absolute hardest, or is he like he knows he's third in the room walking in the year, and he's just like, I'm still just I'm here so I don't get fined. I'm just kind of like doing my own thing, and then watch him propel to like where he became like the starter and like what what did that shift for him in like a a personal way? So that would be that would be something I think would be kind of cool to see. The first half of that season, the first half of that documentary would be him just chilling, going to practice. Yeah, like it'd be like <laughs> him with like the fucking the the JV guys or like the yeah, practice he's squad. In and out. And yeah, and then all of a sudden he's starting. So oh, I think shit, that'd I'm be starting. cool. It's like, damn, what happened here? Uh, that's it for news, fellas. That's all we got. I think it's time to bust with our keep trade cup. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Let's start out with a fun one. Let's start out with some running backs. These three running backs are Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb, and Tony Pollard. Now, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, you have to keep one, you have to trade one away, and you have to cut one off of your roster. Yeti, we'll start with you for this one, my friend. Who you keeping, who you trading, who you cutting? 
All right, man. Well, I am going to keep Nick Chubb. I am going to trade Tony Pollard, and I'm going to cut Miles Sanders. Um, the reason why I'm going to keep Nick Chubb is because this guy has done nothing for the past five years but average five yards a carry. This dude is a top running back no matter how you want to spin it. Even if he has some miles on his legs, the dude has proven that he can do it week in and week out. And he's with Cleveland for another two seasons. I don't mind that contract. And for the production that I'm getting out of Chubb, I'll take that 100%. Um, he is trading 27. I just I was curious. Yep. I was like, how old is Nick Chubb? Because I he feel like he's been playing with the Browns for, forever. December. Yep. Okay. And then I'm trading Pollard just because uh, I, I want to capitalize on the hype around Pollard. I am one of those dynasty players that likes, I like to play dynasty kind of like the stock market. I'm going to capitalize on the value while I can and I'm going to sell. And I feel like Pollard's kind of in in, in that uh, bucket where his value is super high right now. And that's because Dallas doesn't have another running back at this point, right? And I think his value could kind of shift dramatically when they sign a veteran running back. Um, so I'm going to capitalize on his value and trade him for whatever I can get. Um, and then I'm cutting Sanders. Um, I think he's gr- he's a great short-term option. I love him for redraft purposes, uh, but I just don't see his value being high past this year with Carolina. Okay. I have my thoughts. Alan, do you agree or disagree with anything Eddie said? Uh, I had the first two flipped, and I used the same logic that Yeti did is – putting i want i from a fantasy perspective i think pollard has a lot of miles so i want to keep him around and i know he's good but then chubb i was thinking he's good now but he does have miles on him so i'd want to get the rest the little bit of value that he has left out of him um and cutting miles sanders i think we all agree on that one um you mentioned the age of nick chubb i read something today that i thought was interesting that todd Gurley, who retired what a couple years ago he is he is 28. <laughs> That's isn't, that, isn't that insane to think about? He's only 28. So and I, so I had that in the swirling in the back of my mind too, probably, which influenced me to go ahead like, and like, sell, and sell. <laughs> Fuck him. He should retire. Yeah. Get, he's getting out of here. I think I agree in a redraft format. I think I structure this differently. I think Miles Sanders certainly becomes much more appealing. Uh, but just for the volume alone, but I think I think I'm gonna have to agree. I think you know what? I'm I'm actually gonna take Pollard. I'll take Pollard, so I'll keep Pollard. I will trade Chubb and I will cut Sanders. The only reason being is I am of the belief that Deshaun Watson is going to be a little bit better than he was last year. I don't think that's much to say, but I think I think we're going to see a semblance of what Deshaun Watson was when he was with the Texans, and Deshaun Watson's not afraid to run the ball. I'm not saying that that's going to kill Chubb, because I still think there's certainly a home for him on the Browns, and he's going to do very well. But I think that he also may see some of that, you know, like a quarterback sneak or something like that. They may end up doing that on the goal line versus throw it to, or hand it off to Chubb, rather. So I could see that kind of spieling Chubb just a little bit, and for that reason, I think I'm going to take Pollard because we know that Dak's not going to really rush the ball. So that gives him, in my eyes, just a little bit more of an edge. In, in, um, but I, you also have to look at it. I mean, obviously, this is all situational. But where's your team at? Where's your dynasty team at? And like that could certainly play the difference because if you're competing, Tony Pollard, or depending upon who you choose to keep, may be worth just a little bit more. But I, I see him in a similar role. So that that's my take on it. I don't know if... Um, 
I mean, obviously, Yeti, you, you're doing the other thing, but I think we're all cutting Miles Sanders. That's fair to say. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think with Chubb, it's important to note too that he doesn't have Kareem Hunt behind him anymore. Yeah. And I know last year that was a big scare with drafting Chubb is, you know, watch out for Kareem Hunt taking the short yardage or taking some of those targets away from Chubb. Well, now we don't have to worry about that issue. And while I do agree that Watson might be using his legs a little more this season, if, you know, if I can get Chubb getting 18 carries a game still, like I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah, I just don't. I I don't know if we will. I mean, I mean, none of us know. So I I, I get yeah. where you're coming from. But and real quick, we have a question from Swoop Boys on Twitter. He asked if Pollard even starts a season. Oh yeah. Well yeah. I guess with the injury, um, his ACL injury, he might not. That's a that's actually a pretty good point. Um, you know, ACLs are a fickle bitch, and we all know that. And it's, uh, tibia. Not AC. Oh, it's Tibia. He broke his Tibia. I think so he's, broke I think he'll start. You think he'll be I back he'll before start. season yeah. starts? Yeah. I think okay. he'll be fine. We'll, we'll default to Allen. The doctor. Yeah, we'll default to Doctor <laughs> Allen over there. He'll be, he'll be fine. Blind optimism. That that is worth like just monitoring. I haven't True. really seen anything uh, about Pollard as far That's as his, his. Yeah, I had I totally forgot about that because it was late in the season too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the last. It was the. It was the last game playoff game yeah. yeah so that was in january we're five months let's, away let's look from that how injury. long oh. do tibia injuries web md says it's cancer oh, uh, shit. <laughs> damn breaking it. news tony pollard has cancer oh uh, recovery it takes three to six months um your child may be able to heal faster but it's not a child is he a child <laughs> he's somebody's so. child that's true. He's fine. Three to four months. Yeah. So he'll be fine. We'll be fine. Dr. Yeti, he uh, he is correct. Next keep trade cut. We have DJ Moore, Amari Cooper in Pity City. Let's start with you, Alan. This one was super tough. Mm-hmm. This one was super, super tough. Uh, I think it's interesting that we're going to an Amari Cooper one right now uh, because I'm, I like the optimism side of things and things improving. Everything I've read is that this could be a big year for that offense. So I went keep Cooper. Okay. I went keep Cooper. Okay. Uh, and then that put me in a totally shit situation with DJ Moore and Pittman. So then I was like, well, DJ hype train. I think I can trade him, but this is just flip of the coin. And then I was cutting Pittman, but that's just only because I wanted to keep Amari Cooper. That's fair. I, I think that's, that's not outrageous. Yeti, who do you, I mean, I can go, you can go whoever you want to go. Uh, I'll go because okay. I was kind of in the similar situation as you, Alan. I originally had Cooper as my keep just because I, I fell in love with the idea of that offense being a, a, you know, a top 10 offense, which excites me. Um, but ultimately I decided to cut Cooper and I cut him just Dang, because dude. he's 29 Sorry. years old. Um, and I think with the other two options, I can get more value out of them. Um, but I'm going to keep DJ Moore. Let's go. Just because I feel like he he's proven that he's a consistent top 20 fantasy wide receiver, top 24 fantasy wide receiver. He's going to an offense that should be passing the ball a little more. Obviously, last year, their second lat, uh Second lowest in pass attempts per that's game, awesome. so that's going to go up. That has go to go up. up. It has to go up. They have to prove that. <sighs> Let me ask you: this. It doesn't have to go up. <laughs> Is Justin Fields a better quarterback than Sam Darnold? Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, I who's, agree with that. who's more likely to throw it 
on scrambling who's more likely to run at scrambling hey uh, opens up the defense. that's how i opens up the defense no, those a, those linebackers are going to be stuttering who's going to default to what they you know what is going to click in their mind in that split second to do what and i feel like darnold's like throwing okay. it okay is justin fields that, or baker justin... mayfield a quarter, better quarterback oh mm. be nice oh, Please, Baker Mayfield. Definitely Baker. Uh, No, like he. You look at DJ Moore. He has had different quarterbacks every single year that he has been in the NFL, and he is still in three out of his five years hit over eleven hundred yards receiving. He's he's bulletproof. And I think that Justin Fields is going to take the right or the next step forward. I'm doing the same thing that that Yeti is for the exact same reasons. Cooper, I love Cooper as an own. If you're like getting close to uh, to competing, but I just don't think his value is where he like he finishes really really well and he usually does very very well but like your return for value I don't think it's going to be nearly as immense as somebody like Michael Pittman who I would like to sell he he scares me a little bit he he does and and you know yet you and I have had this conversation off camera before but uh, he is a scary own right now because a rookie quarterback is coming in and that could provide some issues for him potentially so um but given the three anyway so yeah i, I would i would be selling pity i'm keeping more and i am uh i'm cutting cooper and so. with Pittman, it's important to note that he's on the last year of his contract too true so it's which not, could be better or worse right but at that point he's gonna be 27 years old yeah. and at best he's gonna be a wide receiver two in another offense i don't mm. think he's efficient enough to be a wide receiver one no and he kind of got hosed because you know, his quarterback situation has never been great either. So who knows? Maybe he could go to a, a contending team and, you know, fight for that wide receiver one position. But, you know, we'll see. That That's a complete dart throw, and you have a lot more safety with more. So I'll ride that. Next keep trade cut. We have Tua Tagovailoa. Did I do really well there? I think I did pretty well. You did actually pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones, the battle of the quarterbacks. I'll start. Slaps. I'll yeah, start. Yeah, go. I'll start. Yeah. Ah, man. I think you got to keep Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. You're you're doing good. I think you trade Tua and you cut Daniel Jones in that. I know it pains me. I have been, I have been a, here's the thing. I don't like Tua. I'm going to be honest with the both of you. Why? Why? Because he scares me. Because I, I I truly do believe that he is one hit away from being done in the league so if i could sell to it and i think no i, I maybe i'll sell daniel jones and i'll cut to it that's what i'm gonna do that's uh, there what i'm gonna go. do he did that's it. what i'm gonna do <laughs> i talk myself out he did of it, it. There he you did go. It. I, uh, I still think Tua holds quite a bit of weight and i think these quarterbacks are all kind of in the same okay. area in like a redraft format maybe um <clears throat> go ahead i guess this is the caveat of is somebody dumb enough to buy Tua? Yep. I guess if somebody's dumb enough to buy to a, you sell him to him in in hopes that like, hey, his brain won't keep scrambling and he's got all the weapons. But I think if you are trading, if you're ha- working with somebody that knows, and it like Tua was flirting with retirement, he he's one hit away again from being all done. I don't think anybody should be buying him at the moment. If you have him, you sit on him. Um, yeah, I didn't think about it from a, like a buyer's perspective. Obviously, it's we have to cut somebody, and so I think you're right. I think Trevor had the playoff game. He saw a win. He knows. He's it kind of pains good. me to say. I'm going to be honest because I really want to own Daniel Jones. Like the rushing upside that he provided last year, I 
would probably go behind a dumpster and make love to Brian Dable. Um, so I, I really want to be a part of that. But I think Trevor Lawrence, he's, he's I think, a little bit safer of a bet. And you know, with the rushing upside, you bring up a good point because Tua, he doesn't have that rushing upside at all. All of his performances based off what he can do with his arm. Mm-hmm. And obviously he has elite weapons around him. But like you had mentioned, for how long? And I think fantasy or dynasty owners in particular know that Tua is not a guaranteed yeah. play at all this year or sure. even past this year. <clears throat> so I think yeah. with trading Daniel Jones, you're getting the most bang for your buck. Because you, okay. you could probably get a first round pick for him, for Daniel Jones in next oh, year's I, draft. I, yeah, I think that's probably fair to say. Let's substitute Tua for Justin Fields. Does that make this more difficult? Uh, yeah, I'd probably trade. Nah, damn it. I would trade. I like fields. the rushing, but I would trade Fields probably. Okay, so are you cutting Daniel Jones and keeping T Law? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just curious. I, this one, yeah. The more that I thought it's about tough. how much value I could get back for Tua, I, it, yeah, it makes sense. So thank you guys for talking me out of it. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one: Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and Stefan Diggs. I want to take this one. Go, so, yeah, run with it, baby. It. I uh, I saw a tweet earlier that I thought was very interesting regarding this keep trade cut. I'm going to interrupt so, you for just a moment. No, we're going to assume Stefan Diggs is good to go and he's playing this year, just for sake of conversation. Okay, okay. thank you. Okay. That's yeah. a, that's a good uh, disclaimer. Yeah. Okay, uh, so tweet said since 2019. There has been just one wide receiver over over 30 years old to finish top 25 at the wide receiver position. Who do you guys think that one wide receiver is? Over what's the time frame again? Uh, the past four years. The past four. Okay, yes. small window. Is it Adam Thielen? No, old wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald? No, he's played the no. past four years. Old wide receivers. Old wide receivers. AJ Green? No. Is it no. AJ Green? No. One more guess. Shit. I don't have any guesses for you because I can't think of old wide receivers <laughs> right now in the last four years. It's Edelman. It? Julian Edelman. Oh, yeah. He finished as wide receiver eight in 2019. Oh. And he was over the age of 30 when he did that. Huh. And it's interesting because four wide receivers over the age of 30 are being drafted in the top 20 right now. Uh, you got Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I brought, I bring this tweet up just because all three of these guys that we're about to talk about with Coop, uh, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and Diggs, they're all 30 years old. And I think they all turned 31 this year. Or Stephon Diggs I think is at 30? least Adams does. Is yeah. Stefan yes, Diggs looks really? like he's 12. He's 30. Yep. That's what I thought. He's 30 years old. He's, he's, acting like, he's acting like a 12-year-old. He's 12. Right. He's 29, yeah, but he'll be turning 30. Okay. Yep. Wow. So with with this, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep Cooper Cup because he's going to be guaranteed the volume there with Matt Stafford. He is the wide receiver one, two, and three in that offense. I'm trading Diggs uh, because I think you can still get you can still squeeze some juice out of him with him being in that Buffalo offense and connect connected with uh, Josh Allen. And then I'm cutting Devonte Adams just because with Devonte Adams, you're praying that he goes to a better situation because with Jimmy G, Jimmy G has proven that he cannot support a wide receiver one. 
think the highest finish for a wide receiver with Jimmy G was Debo, but that was partially due to his rushing upside. He has not supported a wide receiver in the, in the passing game. So that's what I'm doing. I think I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm just going to say that. I agree too. I agree. I I think think I was in the same boat and I was, I ended the same, but I didn't think through it that. And I think like, and I don't know if this is just personal bias. So tell me if I am wrong or not, but like, I think Stefan Diggs in a dynasty format is probably, I bet you can get more out of Stefan Diggs than Cooper cup in a trade. Do you think that that that's the case? I just think there's a lot of name value in Stefan Diggs. I was going to say, I think if only because of like, like the stock market, Diggs is just like a hotter name. I don't think yeah. based on logic, yep. it should go that way. But no, no. And I'm not saying that's the case. Yeah, I think yeah, Cooper yeah. Cup is a, will like, you know, like Yeti said, he's the only wide receiver there. Now he is coming off of injury and so is his quarterback, but I, I, I'd be willing to take that risk. And Stefan Diggs, I think is probably the most expensive out of this wide receiver group. So yeah, I, I'm going to sell him. I, in this group, that's, that's what I would do too. So I'm glad we're all in agreement on that one. Next up, Christian McCaffrey. Bijan Robinson and Jonathan Taylor. I think these, you know, we talked about this just so we hinted at a little bit earlier uh, with one of our brainiac questions. I think these are, there's a case to be made that these could be the top three running backs this year. Mm-hmm. So Alan, we'll start with you. Struggled with this one, had my dynasty hat on. And I think the, the, obviously you want to see like, who's going to give you the most, longevity wise and who's in good situations you look at Bijan. obviously the offense around him you don't know he looks like he could be a perennial pro bowler um just off looks and what people are saying uh jonathan taylor has a brand new quarterback coming in and you don't know how he's going to look and what's going to happen obviously we everybody i think kind of agrees last year for taylor was a fluky ish kind of year you still don't know like his body of works all like his pretty low overall but i think what you saw early on was what you think you're going to get out of him and then christian mccaffrey obviously he's he's in a great situation in in um in san francisco i'm i i'm keeping Bijan. um i think long term i truthfully believe i don't think it's hype around i don't think the hype is exceeding what he can do i feel like it's appropriate you saw what he did in college you see what the kind of volume he's more than likely going to get in atlanta that's where i would go for him christian mccaffrey i think this is a name thing for me for the trade because i think somebody's going to be paying a little bit more and buying him because he is still an elite player but i think his usage is going to go down next year so i'd be willing to ship him off and then that unfortunately leaves jonathan taylor as a as a cut so I, do you have any any concerns? You know, you mentioned he's going to be playing with a, a new quarterback. Do you think that might entice the Colts to run the ball more? I struggle. So that's what I also struggle with. But I, I think at some point you got to find out what you got. And, you know, this is still a passing league through and through. And so I, I think there could be more usage. But if he doesn't show that he can stretch the defense beyond the, the linebackers, it's just going to stack the box again the rest of the year. And I'm I'm willing to bet that that's kind of how this plays out, that he doesn't develop right away, and I especially into the next year or two. And then I think it gets very bleak for Jonathan Taylor in a hurry. He okay. ends up as one of those backs of what could have been for him in the offense he ended up in. I think I'm go- I'm also going to keep Bajan 
His value very obviously is the highest on here. He was the 101 in every rookie draft this year, and rightly so, because he landed in probably the best spot for him. Like, Well, not for us because we, we had a lot of hopes, but like you look at it for what the volume is going to be, and it's going to be there. The Falcons are a run-first team. They're going to continue to run the ball, and it's going to be Bajan. I think I would trade Jonathan Taylor, and I would cut CMC. I have, I think Jonathan Taylor probably carries a little bit more value in dynasty formats because of his age at this moment. Now, what you said, Alan, could 100% be the case. I mean, he, Jonathan Taylor could kind of spiral down miserably. We'll see. But I think Jonathan Taylor carries more weight in a dynasty format based on his youth. So I'm going to do that. CMC, I have concerns with. I'm going to be honest with you. We saw Elijah Mitchell come in a little bit last year, and I'm not saying concerns as in he's not going to finish as a top 10 running back because if he can stay healthy, very obviously I think that's going to be the case. But he's been we, we've seen Elijah Mitchell come in. Obviously, CMC is getting a little older, and, and they're going to want to try and protect their running back. They str- The 49ers always struggle with injury. I don't know if it's the water they're drinking or if they're not drinking milk You know, in, at lunchtime. I'm not sure, but they're making strong bones. And they're, they're always getting hurt. And CMC is somebody who's notoriously kind of been hurt the last couple of years and they traded for him. So just throwing that out there to keep keep in mind, I would keep Bajan, trade Taylor, and, and cut CMC. I am – I agree with basically what everything Alan said. Um, I am keeping Bajan, trading CMC, and I'm cutting Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the reason why I'm going to cut JT is largely due – to the fact that his offense is going to be it's going to be a lot different this year. Obviously, we have Steichen coming in, who is a he notoriously has been a run heavy type of guy, right? But I think situationally, the Colts are going to have to throw the ball a lot more this year for the same reasons um, Alan said. They're going to see a lot more stacked boxes, and that's going to force Jonathan Taylor to uh, you know see a lot of seven, eight man fronts, which is not ideal for running the ball, right? And then it's also important to note that Jonathan Taylor is on a contract year, which obviously last year we saw that benefit some guys, right? Like Saquon and Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard even. But um, Jonathan Taylor's situation is a little different this year with a rookie quarterback, new offense. I just have my concerns there with JT, so I'm going to cut him and get the most value at his CMC while I can. I think um, so Swoop Boys watching on Twitter said – he agrees with me and Yeti, so that's the right answer. So we win. Okay, you win. Uh, <laughs> I <congratulations>. win. <laughs> Next one. Keep trade cut. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Anthony Richardson. All three of these running backs are notoriously a run-first quarterback. We kind of teased Justin Fields a little bit earlier. I think this is very, very mean for Yeti to do this, this to us and put us in this situation here. But here we are. One of them being a rookie, one of them just getting paid, and one of them getting a new shiny toy. I guess Lamar Jackson kind of did too. Um, Are we all cutting Lamar Jackson? No, no, no. no? I think I think I'm gonna cut. You're cutting Richardson, right? Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to cut yeah. Richardson. I'm gonna keep Justin Fields, and I'm gonna I'm gonna trade Lamar Jackson. That's what I'm gonna I'm, do. I'm gonna do the same. Are you? It sounds mm-hmm. like yet he's not. I'm keeping Lamar and I'm trading oh. fields. I 
I might be. (laughs) No, I might be. I don't know, man. I think Lamar is going to return to top five quarterback status. You really think so? You think I'm very. You call on Lamar Jackson finishes a top five quarterback this year. Yes. Yes, I am. That can be a hot take, but I'm calling that. Okay. I can be drinking that Baltimore water or something. I don't know. But I really think that with what Baltimore has done this offseason with getting a, a new offensive coordinator. And I mean, you can argue that OBJ, he's washed up. Okay, great. But they still, they drafted Zay Flowers and they have shown a commitment mm-hmm. to Lamar Jackson with that contract. I like what they are doing to show that, hey, we're serious about building you up, Lamar. And I think Lamar is going to return the favor and show that, you know, he's going to return to MVP form I because of that. Hurt. Oh, that's nice of you. But <laughs> I also kidding. we think, don't do for injuries. I'm just kidding. Um, I really do think that the new offensive coordinator, somebody who's competent, is actually going to benefit the fuck out of Lamar Jackson. Sounds silly to say, right? But um, I think Todd Munkin, he's going to come in and he's going to help Lamar Jackson with his passing game. Uh, at Georgia, we saw Todd Munkin. He really improved Setson Bennett, who's a fucking walk-on, and he was a Heisman finalist which is crazy to say but if you look at how he did that it was with a lot of screen plays it was with a lot of short yardage plays and that's where lamar jackson I don't like his name needs a play i got a problem with his name it's a terrible name todd munkin i don't think no. anybody successful has been named todd i think he works like i would assume with a name like that he's working in willy wonka's factory or that's where i have yeah, like and he's you, in the paint. Yeah, you section. find him like yeah, exactly. Yeah. You find him handing out paint swatches. Todd Munkin here, general yeah. manager, paint area, <laughs> Home Depot. How can I help you? <laughs> you look, uh, I, I, I hear you. I'm still, I, I'm not drinking the Kool Aid that is Lamar Jackson. I've been a, I don't want to say a hater because I'm not a hater, but I think I'm, I might be trying down that road here. What, what's been going on? I don't know. I, I don't hate the guy. I just don't. I haven't been impressed the last couple of years, and and he's really got to show it to me. I think, so I'm. I think Lamar. On. I like I like Yeti's points, and I agree. And Mark Andrews is still there, and he's still really good. And I think his stable of running backs really have to help lift him up because he basically was the running threat there for a while, and it was very easy to defend. I think if you go back to the year that they went off and that offense was exploding he had running backs that were carrying the weight with him and he didn't have to do it all himself, which made him even more deadly and more able to hit some of those down seam passes. I could see it. I think that's the only thing that worries me is that Lamar is probably still going to have to be that like feature runner, which could make him easy. And then it is a new offense. So how like OBJ, like how much is he willing to like put in and grind it out? You know, he got paid and, and I think there's just, I don't know, it could happen. I would just not bet on it. Yeah, I want to see Fields improve. I want to get all spicy and wet with DJ Moore in there. And Do I just we, think. Okay, quick question. Go ahead. Quick question. If yes. the Bears don't win NFC North this year, we think the Lions will be improved. We think the Packers will take a step no, back. No, we know the Lions will be improved. Okay. If. If they're not like right there or win it, like he has to be at least finished second in that division, right? I would to keep his job. No, I'm just saying for like success, like improvement, like hey, you know, this thing could actually work with him long term. Yeah, Yeah. I think this is a big year for him throwing the ball because obviously, you know, like Yeti stated earlier, like Justin Fields is like 
on paper, I think he was the second to last, like they were the second to last throwing team. He is a terrible throwing, or he was a terrible throwing quarterback last year. This is going to be a really, really important mm-hmm. year for him because he did show that he can, he can run the hell out of the ball. We saw that. I mean, he was, he was arguably the best running quarterback last year. He was doing crazy shit, but what he wasn't doing was throwing the ball very well. So I think this, this showed to me that they do believe in his ability to get better though. Like you don't, yeah, they fleeced the uh, the Panthers when they did their trade, but like DJ Moore was just the cherry on top, and they they wanted him for a reason, and it was because they needed to get their quarterback that wide receiver one that we've seen with AJ Brown when he went to um, the Eagles, or when you have Stephon Diggs go to the Bills. When you have these like people who have taken these young quarterbacks and really elevated them to the next level, I'm not saying it's going to be as great as those guys, but I think we're all kind of holding our breath and we're sitting here hoping that it could be. And I think the Bears believe that enough to take a chance with Fields because they, you know, DJ Moore was one of their focal pieces they wanted. I agree. I so. agree. That's me. Anything else we want to talk about with these guys? Okay. No, this is good. That's fun. Let's do some mail. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Mail. Nailed it. Did I? Fuck yeah, let's go, baby. All right. First question comes from The Munch. When is the best time to hold our rookie draft for our Dynasty League? Big Tony, why don't you tell them what's going on? Man, you got to do it within like a week of the draft. Honestly, like if all your guys are bought into Dynasty football, which hopefully they are, and that's why they're in your league, you need to do it right after the rookie draft. Just because if you're drafting right now, it's like, what's the fun in that? You got to capitalize on the hype with the rookie draft and just ride out the wave, man. If I it's agree. not within two weeks of the draft, you're doing it wrong. Preach. I agree. You should here. Here's like, you know, the play doing it on hard mode. Do your rookie draft while the actual draft is happening. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> just, That's just brutal. as a pick comes in. <laughs> no, I agree with Yeti. That's the you got to capitalize on. The yeah, hype. we did ours. Um, the draft ended on on Sunday, right? And then we did it on Monday, or maybe it yeah. ended Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we did it right away, and, and I'm glad we did because like everything was fresh, everything was new. Not every story had been written about why or why you should not touch this guy. So it was a little bit more instinctual, a little bit more. I have to think about this for myself. And I'm going to take this guy for this reason because that's what I like versus like getting down on the nitty gritty and people making like an analytical argument for everything. And that's good. That's fine. But like it also somewhat takes the fun away from it a little bit. So like I I highly recommend just doing it as soon as the draft is done. You should have a group of people. If you're playing Dynasty football, you should have a group of people that are pretty excited about it and want to do it right away. So I agree with you guys. That's uh, that's the best time to do it. Unholy hot dog. That is disgusting. Who wins this trade? The trade is Jamar Chase, Zay Jones, and a 2024 third round pick. Or Hollywood Brown, Zay Flowers, and Brees Hall. Alan, it's your turn, my friend. I know. Um, I looking at this a few times i had to go with the uh chase jones in the pick that seemed like a safer play to me um i like zay flowers and i like Brees hall overall i don't like the situation that hollywood brown is at all i think jamar chase is gonna 
Because the, Kyler's not there? Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think Kyler will be there. And then who knows, you know, where they're going to go. I think that offense has some question marks for me. I like getting some sure things. And I think that second half of that sentence with Brown, Flowers, and Hall, I think you have a lot of things you don't know what you're getting. At least I know in that first part of that trade, I know what I'm getting out of Chase. And Could you I, try and I, I think I'm going to take the other side. And the only reason being is Hollywood Brown has shown, and yes, depending upon what Kyler, when he comes back, I think that's part of the risk as to why his value is so low, right? That's what you're kind of, if he, if, if Kyler comes back week one and him and Hollywood connect, very obviously his value is going to skyrocket, right? So you're kind of buying him low. Zay Flowers and Brees Hall is, he's a top 10 running back, right? He's just got to stay healthy. So I think I would do that. You get the rookie Zay Flowers and Hollywood Brown. I'm taking the other side personally. So Yeti, be the tiebreaker. Which side of this trade are you rolling with? I'm taking the Chase side. And I I think it's pretty easy for me just because Jamar Chase, he's going to be a top five wide receiver in this league for the next five years at least, right? Uh, Zay Jones, he's a, I mean, He's a, a decent fill-in. Don't, for don't a, pay a him too many compliments. He's just yeah. Like a, I think he's he's a wide receiver three, right? That's what he is. Yeah. Um, the draft pick, it's whatever. But the only real upside in this in the other side of the uh, trade is Brees Hall. Um, I'm not really high on Hollywood Brown. Um, I I mean, I, I see I could see people's hype around him, right? Because he's going to be the only wide receiver there. Um, but can he stay healthy? You know, there's already reports about his uh, he's got an injury that he's still dealing with. I guess he's he's been having issues with that. Um, And then I'm not Zay Flowers is kind of a boomer bust guy. So give me the up or the proven and Jamar Chase. Okay. next question comes from 10 width. What is the most that you're paying for Brandon Ayuk in a dynasty league? Hunter, I guess I will go because I'm next up. (laughs) um shit man that's interesting because brandon Ayuk, i think is actually somebody that is going to do very that has a potential to do very well this year i I think there's still a little bit of static there as far as who's going to be playing quarterback and throwing him the ball but i like brandon Ayuk as an own i would say probably and i don't know where he is at on on like a, a trade calculator if i had like the 203 I would I would sell IU or I would buy Ayuk for that. Um, so he's currently going for I think they got rid of uh, oh wait here we go uh, twenty twenty three mid first a mid first yeah, yeah that's I was gonna tw- say a first too would you yeah okay, I was gonna see. say mid I was gonna say late first but I could see mid yeah that's just expensive. I like Ayuk, I really do, but I think I'd rather take a dart throw on a. If it's a mid first, I think I'd rather I'd rather take that mid first and take the dart throw on a younger player because I think Ayuk is still somewhat of a dart throw. I think he could have a really good year, but I think he also could almost, depending upon how that offense goes, he could not finish nearly as well as everybody's hoping he would. So a fun little stat with Ayuk is he saw a twenty two percent target share last year for the whole season. 14 games with the healthy Debo, he had a 20% target share. Good, right? Uh, seven games with the healthy Debo and Christian McCaffrey, his target share went down to 17%. So he's seen a little decrease in his, his volume, right, with those two guys being healthy. I think with Ayuk, he's a, he's an exciting 
name right now. A lot of analysts are kind of talking about him right now to kind of be a you know a breakout guy. But I I still wouldn't pay a first for him at this point. Um, I I'm thinking maybe a mid second. Would you second. if you had the two hundred three and somebody said, "Hey, I'll trade you Brandon Ayuk for the two hundred three, Would you do that? If I really needed a wide receiver, sure, okay. right. But if I'm not hurting a wide receiver, it just doesn't make sense. Okay, Alan. I mean, I already said late first. Okay, I mean he's going <laughs> for the one hundred nine. He's going for the one hundred nine. My cards. That's like that's that makes equal sense. Value. I think that makes sense. I think that I, makes sense. I don't. I think I'd rather. I'd rather take. I mean, Zay Flowers is probably there. The 109 is kind of who I have in my head. I think I'd rather take Zay Flowers over IU because I think they're both kind of dart throws. And I would take the youth of Zay Flowers attached to Lamar Jackson because OBJ is not going to be around with the Ravens. So um, long term. So I think that's what I would do. Um, But okay, cool. I hope that helps you 10 width. Last question comes from Justin Duberday. Yeti, you're an animal. You're out in the yeah. wilderness. You like to party. Uh-huh. You like to have fun. Is a hangover worse on a Saturday or a Sunday? Oh, man. It's got to be Sunday, right? Because on Saturdays, at least you can drink some more and, you know, at least recover a little bit from your hangover. But if you're hungover all day Sunday, then it was like a wasted day. And then you go back oh, to work the next day. Oh, man. That's the worst. So. See. I thought about that. I think it's worse to have a hangover on Saturday because you basically waste a day recovering and then you have Sunday scaries. Uh, I'd rather just lump my Sunday scaries with my hangover and just have total anxiety for one whole day and then but at least still get to enjoy my Saturday. That's I think that's me. I think if you have a hangover on either of those days, you should just start drinking. That's True. my take. You just you just get drunk again. True. No, I think I agree with Alan. Unfortunately, like nobody's excited for a hangover. I haven't tried those little drinks that you're supposed to drink before you start drinking. They're like they're like the size of five hour energy, but you're supposed to drink them, and then you don't feel hangover in the morning. And I feel like I probably should because it just seems irresponsible not to give it a shot. Like, what if it does actually do it? I've heard people say really great things about them. I think I would have to agree though with Alan. Like I said, I. At least if you're having a, a shitty hungover Saturday, by the time you wake up on Sunday, you're like, well, this is what Sundays are kind of for. So then what do I do? It's like clean the house. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think uh, I, I plus like Saturday, like everybody's usually out having fun. So I'd rather have it on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Just stick to the same drink. Stop mixing stuff. Don't do shots. Dude, you go to a wedding, man. Then everybody mm-hmm. starts screaming, slap the bag and then. You're doing tequila shots, and then you're up until 4 in the morning. It's nuts. Uh, Gentlemen, is there anything else that we need to cover before we get the hell out of here? No, sir. No, man. Okay, I appreciate it. Both of your guys' time. This was a wonderful episode, and we are out. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune into our new releases every week on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out leatherbrains.com for all of your fantasy football needs. And remember, Brainiacs, a championship should be more than a fantasy.